Coote. Coote right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is in for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Well, Roosters fans, it was a well-deserved week off for some of our players, and we marvelled at others playing Origin. Silky and Bells, it was a terrific weekend to be a New South Welshman. We won all four games, of course, in both men's and women's under-19s, and isn't there some talent being unearthed? And some of them are with our Roosters. Of course, we move into the ladies' game. What a terrific game Friday night. Bells, can't wait to touch on this one with you. It was such an exciting brand of football. It was so good to see... uh, your, uh, you know, your friends uh, as well, some of them, Kyla Hilda in particular, the coach, snatched that victory and some great talent from our club in the NRLW. And Sunday night, the big one. Look, Silky and I last week on this very program suggested that Queensland might get the win. Well, we also said we were hoping to be proven wrong and my God, proven wrong we were. In fact, Bells, you said you hated us for making that comment. But I will say this, I uh, I asked a very good judge of rugby league, the great Con Metropolis, and he agreed with my comment. He said two things are going to happen. Queensland could win or New South Wales will romp it in and romp it in they did. Silky, Bells, welcome to Roosters Radio as we're about to take on the might of the Penrith Panthers. Bells, how did you see it? A great weekend of football. No NRL games on, but wow, what some talent on the park there was. Um, And as you mentioned, the women's, it was fantastic to see the under-19 girls run around the park. And then, you know, obviously the big game on Friday night down at Canberra for the New South Wales girls. And what a game it was. It was massive, big hits, offloads. Um, These women, they just, I marvel at their strength and Mm. and their their skill levels are just outstanding. So it was a really good game of football. And then obviously the big one on Sunday night. I didn't say I hate you, but I was definitely off you too last week back in Queensland. However, hate's a strong um, word. And you say that for (laughs) South fans. But it was a cracking game, wasn't it? They were always going to win from, you know, the kickoff whistle. They were just all over them and it's going to make for a great third game. It sure will. And let's not forget the internationals that took place on Saturday. Of course, plenty of roosters starring for their respective countries. Uh, in particular, Lockie Lamb had an absolute blinder for the Kungals, uh, Papua. Yep. And obviously, much has been said about Joey Manu running for 400 odd metres, uh, a new record. And uh, look, of course, Tonga, uh, I think, was captained by uh, Siwa. Of course, Satili played as well. So plenty of representation across. Uh, across all the different nations by the Roosters. But, uh, I mean, Bush, we hosted uh, down at the Clovelly on Sunday night and had a huge crowd. We had New South Wales and Australian cricketers. We had the Swans there. Uh, they were all cheering for the Blues. It was a great atmosphere down there. Yeah, we had the traditional owner of the Chloe Hotel, uh, Peter Clark, and the Clark family, Cam, and the uh, the young Clarks, um, 
Owen Layla won the pass the ball competition. Silky, it's a really good night. We want to say thanks to Megs and the team. And, and you're right, Billy Smith just said, mention Megs' number, you get free drinks. Worked all night. <laughs> exactly right. Are they doing that for game three, boys? Yes, they are, and uh, we'll be back due to popular demand, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. We, do, we do hand out probably about 20 jugs of VB, Victor bitter, that is, yeah. as in Victor Radley. But, uh, no, it was, a, it was a great night. The joint was packed and uh, was good to, uh, you know, get behind the blues and everyone was cheering them home. Well, let's touch on that, Bell. Silky, any truth to the rumour? You've got a great relationship with Megs, who, who looks after, you know, all the sports, young sports stars, particularly the junior league clubs. So she deserves a lot of credibility for what she does for the community down there. She's a big supporter of Patio Producers' uh, great cause, Turn Up the Talk. But did you have an encouraging word to her to get a hold of uh, – Carlton United, and uh, encourage you to get the Victor Radley beer down there? No, we are huge supporters of responsible drinking here at Roosters Radio Bush, and, uh, you know, long may that continue, but uh, there was plenty of young blokes who, I don't know how they uh, pulled up Monday morning, they uh, they they won a lot of the trivia, they were winning the pass the balls, and uh, many a jug was shared amongst that uh, bunch of young, wild men. Yeah, it must have wild. felt like the old Sunday nights at the Chloe, it remember? Did. It did. It had everything, Bells. Except the live music. The only yeah. thing it missed was the live music yeah. for the, uh, for the <laughs> oldest Rooster Radio fans. <laughs> yeah, Pete Moore of the One Hit Wonders. They're the only two things missing. <laughs> Bells, how did you spend Origin and how did you see it? Oh, look, I was at home with Mick. I think I've mentioned this before, but he goes for Queensland. So it was a great night for me. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but he's a Maroon fan. I think he went for a holiday there once when he was a kid and just jumped on board. Oh, but um, <laughs> It pains both of us, doesn't it? Kid grew up in, in central West New South Wales, where right where Matt Burton, uh, you know, learned his craft and mixed not very far from that in Orange, ends up going for Queensland. Come on. Yeah, but it made a great night for me. It was just a Absolutely. great game of football. Um, the changes, boys, it paid off for Freddie. You know, there was a lot of, um, you know, the talk during the week and he did the wrong thing. But honestly, the changes paid off. As you just mentioned, Matt Burton, what a game he had in the centres. Um, he he just played fantastic. And Jake Travojevic for me was just a highlight as well, just the heart and the way his ticker, the way he plays and he hits. And he's always got that look on his face that he's just so determined to just, you know, rough them up and get in their faces. And so I thought he was a big impact. Well, if he didn't have the heart and soul, like he doesn't, no, he'd be at the Roosters. Look, he, he, he looks like he could die for that jumper. Like, there's a great shot of him post-match. He's got the bleeding lip and he's hugging the players and, like, he, he, he's just someone you want to play with. You know what I mean? He just has that drive uh, and he's a winner too. Like, I just – he was he was attacking them in defence as well. He was oh. meeting him at the advantage oh. line and, like, he – I don't know how many tackles he ended up pulling off. I know Freddie put him on probably – one rotation extra, I think, towards the back end of the game there. But, um, yeah, it was a great energy. performance. And, of course, I mean, look, let's talk about the Roosters. I thought Toops was once again exceptional. I had him in a little multi to score a try with Nathan Cleary. So uh, thanks, boys, for crossing the stripe. But, uh, you know, the back three, Teddy as well. I think he ran for 200-plus metres. <laughs> I mean, Fatty Vorton said in the commentary he had spiders on him. But his ability to break the first tackle get over the advantage line. And they, I know they got that stat, the post-contact meters. I don't, I don't know if you've got them handy bells, but, um, you know, he was once again amazing there on Sunday night. He really was amazing. And let's not forget a man that uh, made a, a much-anticipated return to Origin as well. Angus Crichton was so strong. Absolutely. Loved his game. Yeah. The meat pie. Yeah. Yeah, got over the stripe. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk to one of our favourites, our uh, all-time equal favourite captain with Freddie Fittler. I do call him our favourite, though. He's, uh, he's special to us in 18, 19, bringing back-to-back -back premierships. And, you know, we love this man. Boydie Cordner will be joining us on tonight's show. Silky, can't wait for that. 
Really looking forward to uh, checking in with Boyd. Obviously, uh, he's been spending a bit of time abroad. I, I see on social media, he was at the Super Bowl. Uh, he celebrated his 30th birthday just the other week with uh, down there at the Clovelly Hotel, funny enough. And I'm sure as the Roosters Radio roving reporter over there at Optus Stadium, he'll have plenty of insights to share after that great match. Absolutely. Well, you're on Roosters Radio. And when we come back, Boyd Cordner. Roosters fans, we have one of our favourites. He's our all-time favourite captain on this show. He's actually part of the Roosters radio team. He was covering Origin for us over there in Perth at Optus Stadium. And, of course, in his days, he would dream of nothing better than what happened on the weekend, Silky and Bell's a blue rinse. Would you welcome to Roosters Radio to talk about Origin, this week's game against the Panthers, the man that gave us three premierships, Boydy Cordner. Boydy, welcome. Thanks for having me. It's been a while, guys. It's good to be back. You're hard to track down, boy. You're jet-setting. You, you know, oh, you, no. you've, been, you've been living a pretty good life. All over the countryside, <laughs> following Origin, going to the Super Bowl. It's been good, boy. It's been good. Well, let's touch on that, mate, because, uh, you know, we just said prior to the interview, you came to this club as a as a young bloke, 15 years old, left left up there at Taree and came down and, and you've been a professional footballer for, you know, best part of, of 15 years. Now that you're retired and you've got to live a little, you yeah. know, how's it been? Because I think the fans would love to know what you've been up to and, you know, how have you been enjoying yourself? It's been unbelievable, to be honest. Like, I never really thought that I could be this relaxed and um, I suppose just uh, not having the stress around, um, obviously, game time, training, uh, the responsibilities of uh, being a, a senior player, the captain in the team and obviously uh, the injuries that come on top of that. Um, the wins, the losses, the list goes on. And for that to just be all um, eradicated, just like that, um, you know, I wish uh, I could be this more relaxed when I was playing because I'd probably still have, <laughs> uh, still have my hair. Um, but, yeah, like you said, it's been a, been a long time for, to be a professional athlete. And, you know, I haven't had the, the freedom to be able to, you know, take off for a weekend or, or to go on holidays for a week or so. And to get that now, it's, it's really refreshing. And uh, the Roosters have been nothing but supportive of me and, you know, still doing a little bit of work in there. Uh, when I'm in Sydney and when I'm around, I'll be in most days helping out where I can. And then obviously, like I just touched on before, to have that freedom to be able to, you know, take off for a weekend or, you know, I'm off to Bali on Saturday. So, wow. yeah, so it's, it's been really good. But I suppose just in summary, I mean, you didn't get to leave on your own terms, but just listening to there, you, you're really comfortable with how it's all played out. Yeah, definitely. So content with my decision. Um, I can remember at the time when I was going through it and um, it was definitely the worst time of my life, um, you know, struggling and wrestling with the thought of, you know, trying to do everything I can to play on and then knowing deep down that I wasn't really well and right to, to go on. So at that time it was so stressful, but as soon as I made that decision and as soon as I, I said it out loud to obviously my partner Gemma and then to Robbo um, and then obviously after that press conference, I just felt like just this whole weight of the world just lifted off my shoulders. And ever since then, I haven't sort of looked back. It's just gotten better and better. And, you know, that's how I've known I've made the right decision. So as hard as it is um, at times with um, obviously games like like Sunday where you wish that you, you, you know, you, well, you know that you could still be out there. But, um, you know, that's a part of us, a competitive beast that will never die inside me. And, 
now I've got to um, channel that energy towards something else. <laughs> yeah, body, it's interesting. Do you get a different perspective? I mean, my God, you owe this game, you owe this club, you owe yourself and your family nothing. You left it all out there, mate. And we talk about in our own office, you know, the coordinate carry. Someone's got to like Patty here, the producer. Mate, the coordinate carry could be doing the dishes. It's just the tough stuff when no one wants to. It is, <laughs> it mate. Is. And, and you've coined a phrase, right? And it's a col- Australian colloquialism. But do you get a different perspective as a retired player now than you did? You know, you talk about the intensity and everything else, but do you look at it and go, wow? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I'm very very appreciative of, of them players and what they're, they're going through, not only physically, but more so mentally, I think. And I just can I can relate to them on so many levels mm. and after every game and I know exactly what they're thinking and what they're going through. And from sitting outside now and, and not having to like be on that roller coaster, I've jumped off a while ago. But to see these boys all go through it and they're all my mates and you know, I'm turning up like through the week on a Tuesday or Monday and and seeing these boys and some of them after a loss, they're just so like wrecked and down and, you know, sometimes I feel like giving them a big hug and like I just know what they're going through. But then when they win and especially on the weekend with like obviously um, with Toops, uh, Angus and Teddy, just super pumped for them and, you know, I just know how 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 good that they'll be feeling at the moment. So I get envious of that. But then, like, on the other hand of it, I'm like, oh, thank God I jumped off a while ago. Bordy, what's the one thing you miss the most? I think I just miss the, miss the dressing sheds, miss the boys. Mm-hmm. Like, um, every time when I go into training, I'm on the other end now with the coaches, but I'll always find myself going down into the place <laughs> and hanging with them as long as I can before I get told to go upstairs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I miss that the most. And to be honest, this might be a weird one, but I miss the um, the structure around sort of my life, you know. I don't think you realise, but, you know, we get told, uh, you know, what to wear, what to eat, where to be, um, how many hours to sleep. This is what you got to do. So we got a plan like weeks in place and then to have that all taken away from me, it took me a really, oh, not a really long time, but it took me a while to get used to and mm. uh, um, just to have that structure in my life and I have to implement that in other ways. You know, I love my training, so, you know, I'll make sure I, I, I plan my training and that normally keeps me on track and gets me out of bed. Yeah, it's, a, it's a funny thing, isn't it? I remember, uh, you know, Brian Fletcher is a great friend of Silky and I and, the one thing he talked about was that exact structure, what to wear, where to be. You're on a bus, you're on a plane. Everything is pretty much regimented and done. And My husband's yeah. okay. He gets that from me, so he's all good. <laughs> he's all good. Well, that's good, good news. Gets his shorts set out for him. That's right. <laughs> Boyd, uh, Bush just asked, you know, what do you miss most? And you did mention the boys. I wanted to ask who you missed most. Yeah, probably uh, my old girl, my old mate, Jared. Um, you know, we've been... I think you all know the the character that he is, the big loving kid, and um, you know we we bonded over that. Oh, however many years we were all together uh, since two thousand and ten when he came to the club, and he's a really special friend of me. And you know I miss oh, I see him all the time and talk to him heaps. Don't get me wrong, but probably miss just that um, you know going out on the field, going to battle with him, and um, yeah, uh, him. There's a, there's another few blokes, obviously Teddy Rads. When they were coming through um, at the end of my time there, um, there's a good crew of young boys there: Billy Smith, you know, Lucky Lamb, um, that butcher, the butcher boys. So, you know, they're all really tight at the moment. But yeah, I just think I I missed a part of my career. I reckon where I was coming into, where 
I was starting to relax into sort of my role as a captain and I always enjoyed my footy, but I was always real, not tense, but, you know, it was footy and that was it for me. Like I always just wanted and I, I feel like I was getting to a stage in my life where I started to relax and enjoy it a bit more and, and sort of not take it for granted and um, enjoy each moment. So I, I'm pretty, you know, gutted about that. Uh, missing that sort of time the back end of my career but at the same time I, if you asked me to you know if you sat me down and said this is what your career would have looked like at the end of it you know I'm taking it every day Mate touch on the footy now uh, let's go back to last Sunday night uh, the Blues yeah convincing win over there in Perth you were there mate talk us through it Yeah it was there it was such a good atmosphere there I remember going over in 2019 and we're in the exact same position yeah. as the boys were in um, last night. You know, they lost game one and had to go over and win at Perth. And um, I was staying at the same hotel the boys were, so I ran into a few of them and asked them how the week was. And they they basically said, they said, mate, in 2019, you know that feeling? He goes, it's it's exactly the same. He goes, we're, we're on. It's, it's um, you know, it's a good feeling in camp. So straight away from then, I, I knew we were going to win anyway, but I knew that, you know, the game was sort of sealed from then and the boys were going to get a victory. But, you know, the first half was was a really high-quality game and, you know, it was, it was really close there for a bit and just the dominance and, the um, you know, the brutality that the Blues showed in that second half was, you know, it showed that they sort of wanted it more and how desperate they were to keep the series alive so you know really um, happy for a few of the guys in that team that were under a bit of scrutiny from game one you know a bit of unfair uh, criticism but that's that's football I've come to notice um, in my time now and you guys would notice too and it's not only just a club game but it's an origin game so the fallout from um, each game is is enormous and you know i come to learn that pretty quick um, so guys like Nathan Cleary, you know, I'm just so happy for him. And you know, it was never a doubt, and I suppose, in most of our minds that, you know, he's a, he's a big game player and uh, he, he's the man. And obviously Teddy um, and, and Toops again, mm. it's no surprise to us. But that guy's a freak. That guy's an honest freak. And, yeah, just, um, just happy that it's going to a decider now. Boydo, you touched on scrutiny there, and no one was under more scrutiny than the coach, Brad Fittler. Now, in 2019, I think uh, Freddie had to make, due to injury and whatnot, uh, five or six changes. This time he, he changed it up. And, look, there was plenty of, uh, you know, pundits out there calling for his head and said, you know, he's panicked. You, you just said there in the interview that you knew we were going to win prior to the game. But what was it in Freddie's selections that gave you the confidence to know we we're going to win that match? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, when he come in to the Origin Arena in 2018, he the first game he debuted 11 players. <laughs> People going, what are you doing? Are you mad? And, you know, it worked. And as the start of, you know, his, his career at the at New South Wales there in 2019, we're in the same position. He made, you know, a few changes. He actually um, dropped Luttrell. Um, there was another few plays and, you know, he got, he got rinsed for that throughout the week. And, you know, we come out and we beat him by 32 points in game two and everyone's, you know, it's a different tune and, it was the same this this year. It's it's not like um it's not like you have the luxury of club land where you you've got twenty six rounds. This is three rounds that people are so invested in it. So 
you know, you can't just sit there and cross fingers, oh, okay, they, they're all close um, game one. Let's just wait and we'll run out the same team game two. If that doesn't work, then, you know, it's you know, it's not the, the journos or people saying it's not their job on the line, it's Freddie's. It's his team. Mm-hmm. And he's shut before and that's, you know, why people love him so much is because he's a everyone knows the the character he is on television, but there's a serious side to him and, you know, every decision that he's made, um, you know, he's shown a lot of balls and they've paid off and that's why Freddie is who he is and that's why he was such a winner because, you know, he can make them decisions under pressure. Body, speaking of winners, um, blokes with big balls, if you will, and uh, just characters, we cannot wait. And I thought we were going to see it the other night as what a Freddie surprises. Victor Radley, he's been brought into camp. You could see how relaxed he was in some ways, but you could also see what it meant to him. It's almost like he was the the ghost out in the field, the way he was around the players, the energy he bring to that team. As a teammate of his and a great mentor of his and someone that's watched his career evolve, you must be so excited to see he is just on the precipice of getting his chance to play Origin. He's built for it. In fact, I asked his dad at the Chloe the other night, what were Victor's first words, mum or dad, and he said Origin. <laughs> no, nah, he is. He's built for that game. Um, just his character and who he is as a person and um, the way he goes about his game is perfect in that arena. You know, he um, it's all about heart and character. And um, when you talk about Victor Radley, he's got it all. And if you wrote down a New South Wales team and had Victor in it, I'm sure every New South Welshman would, wouldn't say a thing and, you know, would be um, that much more confident that he's in the team. So, oh, you know, it's good that he's having this experience now in and around the boys and um, he's been unlucky, I think, over the last couple of years, um, you know, with injury and suspension, you know, right around origin time. So he sort of um, struggled in that sense with um, time in his run, but he's, he's too good of a player not to have in that team. So mm. he'll make a debut sooner rather than later, I think. Absolutely. Now, boys, I just wanted to jump in. Silky mentioned earlier about, you know, a bit of scrutiny and everyone back in Queensland. Um, the two in front of you actually back Queensland last week, Boydie, Silky and Vic. <laughs> no, uh, no, I just wanted no, to let you know that. I actually, just wanted... I want a Maldi. I want a Maldi New South Wales no. into two Sydney Nathan Cleary, mate. I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> on, no, no, we just we might, we might play a little replay of the end of that podcast last week. We said back to Queensland, but we um, said we felt <laughs> that if you're a betting man, Queensland looked really good. I would never bet against them. and it, and it would go either with New South Wales are going to romp oh. it in or we get beat. That's what we said. And she said she hated us. <laughs> but, um, Boyd, you know, you were talking about Radley just a moment ago, but I just wanted to mention who I thought made a massive impact. And just to get your inside on it, Jake Trebojevic, like yeah. wearing your heart on your sleeve, what a game he had. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I just spoke about um, Victor and, and what Origin's about. It's about heart and character. And, you know, you, you look at uh, Jakey Trebojevic and, you know, you don't see the, the supreme athlete like he is with Joey Sawali, but he's got something that people don't have and that's, you know, a massive heart. He wears it on his sleeve and talk about players that are built for that arena and he just proved it again of why, you know, they should have been, he should have been there in game one and just knowing him and knowing the person he is, I'm just so happy for him that, you know, he, he got to um, uh, excel again and, and be back in that arena and I, I think that he's going to see his career out in that jersey for sure. Well, it's going to be a cracking game three. But just to change it up a little bit, um, Friday night, we had, I mean, we had a great weekend of football, but 
Friday night for me was outstanding. The girls, the women's state of origin, the Blues got up with the win. What a game. You had a chance to watch that game, Boyd. What do you think? Yeah, I was watching it very closely, actually. And, um, you know, obviously starting to get to know the girls a bit personally now. We've obviously the NRLW and the Roosters girls and having a little bit to do with them. I, I was sort of invested in it a bit and as probably more so than what I have been in past years. And so I was watching it very closely, obviously with the, the heartache of them girls with the last two years being so close and you can just tell how much it meant to them just watching them after the game and obviously the lead up and that. It was such a good game to watch. I don't know about you guys, but... Oh, we um, loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. Yeah, it was brutal and you can, you know, you can tell that, you know, it doesn't matter if it's men's, women's... Um, you know, you play marbles against <laughs> Queensland. It's it's passion and, and intensity, you know what I mean? And them girls are such a good showcase for the game of NRL and um, I suppose uh, women in, in sport in general. It was um, such a good spectacle and obviously, you know, getting the result that we wanted was, was unreal. The hits were huge, weren't they? Yeah. It was massive. And the girls just, they just shrugged it up, off. Yeah. They got up, played the ball and, and yeah. the next hit up. It was just, it was amazing. They're so tough. They're so tough. And like I said, they've come a long way in their, um, I suppose, their skill and, and the game with, um, I suppose, the technical side of things in, in the NRL with uh, the kicking game now obviously being a lot better and there's different parts that have just come up so much. So, um, you know, it's so good to watch. It's like, yeah, it's hard to touch on. It's it's so raw and um yeah, the hits and everything. Makes, <laughs> and the free, makes just the free-flowing football. and Yeah, yeah it is. Just and a, it reminds you of the late 80s, early 90s body where there's not so much structure and, and they chance their arm. They're skillful. And here's another bloody thing. There's women are going to be better than us at. So, you know, we can't give them too yeah. much <laughs> too much credibility because I'll well, take this over. Well, I, for one, would not run at Hannah Southwell. I reckon oh my God. her technique I, is one of the best defensive techniques in the game. She, She's amazing. You know, Silky, you, you know, two daughters and, you know, I've got a, a beautiful daughter myself and, and, and our Bells as well and Body, hopefully you do. What I love the most, I, we're used to watching little kids run around, run around being the next Boyd Cordner or the next Nathan Cleary or James Tedesco. I love that there's girls. There were so many girls at that yeah. uh, stadium wanting yeah. to be the next Hannah Southwell, you know what yeah. I mean? And, no, fair point. And, and, and Isabel Kelly, and that was inspiring. Uh, it's good. I think, you know, like I said, they're being such good role models for mm. – only the game of league, but for, for young women around Australia. And um, I suppose you get young boys running around saying now that, you know, they, they want to be Jess Sergis. Mm, so, yep. you know, it's it's the way the game's going and um, you can just tell how, how much it means to them and the trajectory and where that women's game is going now. You know, it's pretty scary to think where it's going to end up in the next five years, ten years' time. It's only good signs for, for our game. Yeah, and, and great to see you've got a little bit of involvement through the Roosters and, and obviously being a former New South Wales captain, obviously a bit to offer. Boy, we're going to turn our attention to this week's game. We've got a mountain to climb and it's the Mountain Men. We're coming up against Penrith. You're a master of getting us up for the big games. We yeah. talked earlier in the show, talking about the coordinate carry whenever we were in trouble. When in doubt, bring Boyd out. What do you think? What do we need to do? Oh, uh, Look, I just... For me, our our season's been inconsistent, and I think we all can see that. Um, the games that we have won, it, it's looked like us, it's looked like the Roosters, and you know the games we're having, it's been you know a, a bit off the mark. So I just would love to see a little bit more consistency in our in our um, performances, but it's all there. We've got the players, the structures all there. It's just a, a matter of putting it all together and. 
when um, it's like this and you feel a little bit disjointed, um, as simple as it sounds, you need to go back to basics and start nailing your basics right and then to build that confidence. And once you get all that back, then, you know, it, it starts to um, snowball into something a, a bit better than, than what it has been. Boyd, we spoke to you, I distinctly remember in 2018, the, the year we won the comp, if you recall, I think we lost about four on the trot or we lost a couple early when Cooper came and I asked you the question. Was that in the start of the season there? Yeah, it was. And, and I yeah. said, what's the message of the fans? And I clearly remember this where you said, have faith. We believe in our processes and, you know, when the whips are cracking, we'll be there at the end. Is there a bit of that this year? Like I know you're talking about consistency or inconsistencies, but do you have that same feeling now uh, as we look ahead to the, the business end of the year? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, like I said, with the with the games that the boys have won, it's been outstanding, unbelievable. So that's it's there. They don't have to search too far for it. I think it's just trying to get out there and nail it and, and be a little bit more consistent. But the players are there, like I said, the, the structures are all there, coaching staff, our senior players. And, you know, we get a few back on the field this week, Invicta, so that's going to help as well. But, you know, the key to beating Penrith is that we all know they're a good side. You need to you need to stay in for the eighty minutes because yes. you switch off. They're gonna they don't they don't go away. They're such a good team at the moment, and um, I think the game that they lost against Para Para just was on all the time. And I think that's what we have to do. We can't um, you know have a moment of uh, switching off because you know they're such a quality team. They'll make us pay. And mate, out of the younger brigade, who's impressed you this year? Out of the younger boy, obviously Joey Sawali is really impressive. From his first game to like now what he's doing is um he's incredible and you know, he's impressed me a lot. Um who else? I really love Billy Smith's last game against yeah. oh, wow. it was it was really tough performance. It was really great. Senna's performance and you know, if I was out there playing alongside him, I would have you know, that would have been um Great to play alongside him when he's playing like that. I want to see him play some more footy. He's been unlucky, Billy, but he's a he's a he's a gun. Um, yeah, I know. There's a, there's a few boys that have been really impressive. So when are the little ones coming, Boyd? Yeah. I'm asking you. Give him time. He's yeah. going to Bali. Give him time. Uh, they're on the way. They're on the way. He's still practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, nah, definitely soon for sure. I'd love to be a dad one day. So. Uh, I've got a lot of time on my hands now, so it's um, probably a good time to start trying. Yeah. And, and listen, I want to get your score prediction for Friday night. I'm off these two. What what what's your score against the Panthers? Yeah, it's going to be close, uh, low score and affair. It's going to be 14 to 12 Roosters. Very good. I like 14. it. I like it. Well, Bell's on that note. We're going to give you our score, Silky. Now ours is 24 12. If you listen to Billy Smith. I reckon we're really going to turn it around. I'm with Boyd. I think, you know, we've been a bit inconsistent, but I really think they've gotten away, had a good count, good time away. And you're going to start to see, as you said, Silky, the low we had in 18, similar circumstances, we're going to start to snowball and uh, yeah. make it to the dance. That'll be all right. Yeah. Boyd, uh, you know, we really want to thank you for your time on Roosters Radio, mate, continuing to be part of our team. And we're going to activate your involvement a little bit more, especially when you're down in Sydney. Uh, mate, great insights, and we just love seeing uh, you. You've always been relaxed, to be honest. We've never known. You've never shown that intensity or stress. We knew you carried it with you because you carried the weight of the, the club, the state, the local area. Country. Your country as well, and but you did it so well. Uh, well, now you can just carry with you a beer and a fishing rod. So <laughs> <laughs> we hope that continues. Yes, yeah, sweet. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, mate. Thanks, Boyd. Bye-bye. Yeah, yeah,
Welcome back to Roosters Radio. What a fantastic interview that was with Boyd Cordner. Always good to have a chat with him. And I just felt like I was in the lounge room with him then. It was so calm and just such great insight he has. And he's such a star of our club and we miss him. But, um, you know, he's just a legend and it's great to hear from him. And it's great to have him on Roosters Radio as our our roving reporter boys. But, Silky, you didn't give your score prediction just then when we were chatting with Boyd. What do you think about Friday night? Yeah, look, I'm pretty much in agreement with you guys. I think it's going to be a tight game. And as Boydie said, they've got to play for 80 minutes. And I, I do know that when we played them last time, they just strangled the life out of us. We were competitive for the 30. Uh, we've got a pretty good side, I've got to say, um, on paper. So a few changes have been made. Uh, you know, we're seeing Sammy Walker go to seven, Drew Hutchison at six, Radley back. No Kiri, no Hargraves. That's going to be tough, but Siwa up front with Lindsay Collins. Lindsay coming off the back of another strong performance in uh, State of Origin number two. So uh, bearing that in mind, if we play the 80 minutes, I see us winning 16-12. Wow. There you have it. That's a Everyone's nice... Everyone's got it quite close. Quite nice tight score. Look, I, I think, you know, if you listen to what Boyd just said, and Silky, you asked a great question about where we were. I think it was in 18. As I said, belief. I think the players believe. Billy Smith last week convinced me that, you know, of course they're going through a rough patch now. A lot of clubs that have also had some fortune in the early rounds or up to the halfway mark, will run into that tough period. They all have them every year, every single club. It just seems we have ours around this time. You know, years, a couple of years ago, Silky, they were calling for Cooper Cronk's head and he haven't even, his boots hadn't even got grass on it yet. You know what I mean? So, look, this is our time to turn it around and I think we will. It's a big game to turn it around on too, which would be fantastic. You know, it's, it's the one you've got to, Bill. So well, this, is the, this is the one. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. I'm that excited. I'm heading out to Kingsgrove Sports Club to cheer on the lads. Uh, hosting up there, I've got a couple of former greats in Ian Schubert and one of my personal favourites. Yeah, I, look, I know they didn't vote back in the 80s on the uh, hottest footballer, but this guy would have got it for sure. The, the one and only Gary Warnock. He was yeah, a Thomas, heartthrob, heartthrob Thomas, in the eastern suburbs. Thomas so. Magnum. Yeah. <laughs> And he's got a great Dallas Donnelly story that I'm going to get him to share up there at Kingsgrove Sports Club. We're also going to be joined by uh, Keely Joseph. So if you're not doing anything, if you're heading out of the game, come and join us at Kingsgrove Sports Club before the kickoff. And also uh, worth mentioning too, there's three games out there at Penrith Park on Friday night. So the under-21s, our top of the table under-21s are taken on Penrith and, of course, the Bears afterwards. So uh, all three grades are playing there on Friday night. So if you want to get out there early, Pop over and have a food at the Kings Row Sports Club and then uh, get back there for the action. Where else would you want to be on a nice cold Friday night at the foot of the mountains? Absolutely. Take your rug boots. Well, you'll need those bells. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode of Roosters Radio. We want to thank our special guest, the one and only Boyd Cordner. You're on Roosters Radio. East, East to win. win. It's not hard to play the game, they play it hard and fair.